This podcast is dedicated to the proposition that every Christian should be a constant and devoted reader of the Bible, and that the primary business of the church and its ministry is to lead, foster, and encourage people in this life-changing habit. Okay, so here we are, back together again in our study of Luke. We have uh, Ben with us, Dave with us, and myself. We're kind of a kind of a small group today, which is great, though. We'll, we'll have a good time discussing uh, God's Word. And so we were in Luke chapters, I believe, 7 to 12, right? And so we've been kind of going through it kind of chronologically. So we'll pick back up, maybe do some discussion. I think we left off somewhere in, in 7 last time, so maybe we'll jump into 8 a little bit or bounce around, whatever whatever you guys want to do. But just open it up and see, has anything stood out to you as you've been reading this? Yeah, I started to think about Luke versus the other gospel writers and the differences similarities certainly are there because they use some of the same sources and Luke certainly used the same source Mark and the the Q source but they all have a different frame of reference and themes so I was thinking about that and as a you know as I'm reading the 7 to 12 here and actually thinking and reading a little bit beyond. Sometimes I was skipping ahead because I wanted to re- reread a story. And one of the major, there, there's several major themes in here. And I know you guys would have picked them up very easy too. But I just want to point it out in, in the event that uh, somebody is listening and wanted to get something out of this and say, okay, well, what's the theme here? What's Luke trying to say? Well, uh, one of the themes is women. More than any other gospel writer, John, Matthew, Mark, Luke shows the importance of women, it shows how Jesus thought women were important. We saw that back in 7, uh, verse 36, uh, the story begins there, the, where Jesus is anointed by a sinful woman, is the subtitle I have in my book. Remember, she wipes, uh, I guess, uses her hair. And I mentioned about the hair that once, you know, they were married, they, the hair always stayed up. It was, it was taboo to yeah. put your hair down, but she didn't care. But, but still, she, a woman is mentioned. Uh, when we get to chapter 8, which Judah just alluded to, hey, let's either skip around or start in 8, same thing. We did start to talk about this. Right. You, you, you look at 8.1 in, in, in going down to about 8.3, and here you've got a diverse group of women with him. Mary Magdalene, who uh, the demons had been uh, cast out from. Uh, we talked about uh, Joanna, whose, uh, whose husband was uh, Herod's business manager. Uh, Susanna and many others who were contributing to him. Luke, above all the other writers, shows that not only does Jesus bring diverse people together mm-hmm. but he sh- he he showed the importance of women too in his ministry yeah. and while that might be a simple statement that i make and we we have to remember that women were second women were either second or third class citizens i mean they were basically nothing in the scheme of things they had children and and it was hoped that they were going to have a male child they were nothing. They cooked, cleaned house. I mean, it, 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 it's like that. There was a commercial one time. Baby, you've come a long way. Women have come a long way. But if we're back in this time, 
for Jesus to include women in his ministry, yeah. in his life. This was, I mean, this was insane, first of all. It was monumental. And I want to start out with that, that that is one of the, of the themes that Luke portrays here that he emphasized that he brings out everywhere in here and again we're focused right now on 7 through 12 but as we before 7 and even after going through to the end 24 chapters i believe it's there's women are mentioned i'll stop there for a moment yeah i mean it's definitely like you said it was it was, it was groundbreaking um that he uh that he did that and then again like you said luke definitely uh kind of really gave them a little bit more spotlight than they would have otherwise gotten. And, you know, it's like, I, I think that we often get this misconception that Jesus just traveled around the countryside with 12 guys, but clearly that wasn't the case at all. I mean, he had, who knows how many people were with him on, on an average um, time. I mean, those were like his kind of his consistent guys that he they were the ones that we you know obviously refer to as the apostles or whatever else but it was definitely women who were integrated at a high level from the very beginning you know and um a traveling pastor nowadays how many people do you think they travel around with probably none or one really you don't think they have like a like an entourage of some kind no no, I mean not not usually. I mean, not if they're traveling. I mean, you got travel expenses and stuff. But I mean, no, in that in that context, I mean, they, they were disciples, so it wasn't just well, no, that. like, like so, more I mean, like okay, like say like Billy Graham had a traveling ministry. Yeah, so he must have had a crew going around. Well, he had a staff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's got his team um, that they're working with. You know, depending on. But I mean, again, it, it's it's kind of a different situation. I mean, that that was. You know, it's because they've got to have people, sound guys and tech guys and, you know, all these things. But here in this context, I mean, yeah, they had roles, I'm sure, too, just as we know, Judas was a treasurer, right? I mean, so so he had a role. I'm sure all of them had had roles in this, but he was discipling them so that way they could go and be uh, rabbis in his kind of, you know, order. And although they didn't fully understand what all that meant, you know, clearly at the time, but, um, but yeah, so... But women were so so critical. But even even in that, like I, I love how you know we go into the next parable, right? The parable of the <clears throat> of the sower and the seed. And so he goes out. I mean, just this whole thing is just kind of kind of funny to me. Because if you think about it, right? I mean, like obviously you you've done public speaking. I do a little bit of public speaking. A little. Yeah. But imagine the situation, right? There's a great crowd of people. So thousands, let's say. A thousand. I mean that's a that's a lot of people to speak to, right? And yeah. So there's a thousand people there. And and they're all coming from town, all these different towns, and they're like, Jesus, come up and say something, say a few words. He's like, Okay, quiet. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell on the path was trampled underfoot. The birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock. And as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among the thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it. And some fell into the good soil and it grew and yielded a hundredfold. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Thank you, Chicago! And walks off. And, uh, like, hold on, hold on. Like, what just happened here? Like, I don't know. That just struck, strikes me as kind of humorous. You know, 
Yeah, because afterwards they have to ask him like, "What? What did that? What did right? You yeah, because then what? later they're like, they're like, you know, they come in and ask, well, Jesus, number one, you had a thousand people out there, a couple thousand people come to hear what you had to say, and you talk about farming, and you talk about about thorns and birds and a path and like, what in the world are He's you like, talking they're, they're about? They're farmers. I am just yeah. working with my audience. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 there's no spiritual significance. They don't yeah. see it. Don't yeah. See now it. they they did understand what he was saying on a literal right. level. Yes. They they were farmers. They they knew and that's why Jesus used that. They, yeah, so they're they, all like, yeah, okay, they duh. They're like, okay, yeah. yeah, we know that, yeah, because when we're doing our seating, some falls on the thorns, some falls on the path. And so they knew that. What they they got that part of it, the literal part of it, what they didn't get is what he meant, the analogy yeah. that, hey, this is the word of God in the sower just might be God yeah. spreading his right. spreading his word here in the seeds. They didn't make that connection. And obviously we get that because as, as you, you, know, you brought up, Ben, the, the next part is, what'd you mean? Yeah. Huh? Which, I mean, think about what? this too. I mean, you got all these people, they traveled, they came to see him like, hey, they're making an evening of it. They got their yep. picnic lunch and they're like, what in the world? was this i mean it's like saying hey you know what sometimes you go to the restaurant and they seat you right away sometimes you gotta wait a little bit sometimes the waiter's really nice and sometimes they're not whoever has ears to hear let them hear and it's like what yeah it's, it's <laughs> it's like, like, well, okay yes yeah, okay that's great but i picture in jesus you know, in, a, in, a, in a current time you know he get peter come here he, he peter says yeah yeah you just you just explain he said that parable but i don't know if anybody gets he goes all right here pass out this study guide to understanding <laughs> yeah, the parable right, of the right. soul of the seed yeah, here yeah, you know yeah. okay. i feel like if you went and you say you, you took your kids to a show and they know the words of this show. And when they get there, it's the Chinese version of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like or like <laughs> Ben brought or like Ben brought up with his Bible. Jesus passing out everything you wanted to know about the peril yeah, of yeah. the sower and seed. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's right here. I, but they didn't get it. They didn't get it. They understood. I, I wonder out of out of the people who were not his disciples, who don't hang around afterwards and get to ask him, were there people in the crowd who actually got it? Maybe they thought about it for a second and say, well, oh, wait a minute, I think I know what he's they, saying. They may not have understood his word, Ben, but I have an answer for that in my mind. Immediately as you say that, I think there's several stories, but I think of one immediately because I like it as a story within a story, as I like to say. Do you remember, and I don't know where it was, uh, where somebody comes up to Jesus and says, you know, the, oh, Jairus did, Jairus, mm -hmm. and he comes up and he says, my, my daughter's ill, he goes to, and so as Jesus is going, that's one story, but all of a sudden he stops because what? A woman has touched his robe. Mm. And so going back to what you're saying, do you think anybody got that? She got it. She didn't necessarily get his words. She didn't necessarily hear him giving, you know, preaching, but I guess she did because she believed in him enough to just reach out mm -hmm. and touch his robe. So yes, I believe there were people that did get it. That's one example. She knew. And how many times did he say that? Go, your faith has healed you. So she did get it. If they, they answer your question, that answers your question for me anyway. I don't know if it answers it for you. Yeah. What yeah. was funny afterwards is like you know, that whole thing happens and he just turned to him and was like, and none of you understood that parable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Ben. Exactly. It, it, it was probably like, you know, the first time you watch Star Wars, right? And, and Yoda speaks and you're like, 
I have no clue what you're talking about, but I'm sure it's something very significant. <laughs> it's like, like you know what you're saying, and it's probably very deep and significant to life, but, but we not, got no yeah. clue. <laughs> it's exactly. like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but I'm going to go back, and when I farm and spread my seed, I'm going to watch so it does fall in the thorns. You know, yeah, yeah. Literally. Well, and, and the thing of it is, too, is it's like like you say, I think that these things may may have kind of unraveled themselves over time to some of these people. Like you said, because as they're out there sowing the seed, it's like, oh, you know what? This is kind of like, you know, someone preaching the word, and 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 not every not every soil takes the same. You know, I mean, yeah. so I'm sure it did. But again, I mean, he was always preaching in parables. This is just one of many times that we see him preaching in parables, and the disciples not having a clue. You know, yeah. so and, and I don't know if they got this, but you know, as I start, it's the par- I, I like the parables, all of the parables. So I I do delve into them a little bit more. Um, which is why I like reading the Gospels here. And and I look at this parable of sowing a seed. It was a great, just a great story. Everything, all of these are. And some of them are, you know, they're very difficult to understand. Others are, you know, you can, you can, some will get something out of it. But Well, it's nice that he explains uh, some of them like yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, so. well, yeah. Exactly. And in explaining this where he says, which you read, Judah, that, you know, you will, uh, you'll, you know, it was returned a hundredfold. It, it, it's like some of the seed will be lost. We know that some right. people will be lost, but let's use seed. And we know, you know, as the, some seed will be lost, but no setback, not thorns, not along the path, not the birds in him. No setback can defeat the ultimate harvest. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I get out of this. Ultimately I say, okay. All right. So what's the point of this? Yeah. Yeah. Some things are going to be lost here and there, but ultimately you got the hundredfold. So the, 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 the harvest in the end, you're not going to be defeated by anything that goes on. And if we equate that to today, yeah. uh, same thing. No, no, you know, the devil, the you know, Satan, uh, evil is not, going to, is not going to win the war. There, there's little battles that will win just as the seeds falling in the thorns or the birds eating them or falling on it, but whatever. But the harvest will be great and it can't be stopped. Well, and the thing, too, is... Um, you know, as you read this, you know, for those of us who maybe, you know, share our faith and try to serve other people and love like this, you know, it's, it's like if you get into sales, right? Like they, they may say like, oh, you got to do, you know, out of every 30 cold calls you make, you'll make one sale or something. So you're like, okay, you know what? I'm, man, I got rejected 25 times, but you know what? I know that soon one's going to and, and if, if i pass 30 then i know two's coming soon because it's like the 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 ratios of this kind of work out and so jesus is basically saying that when you share your faith like only one out of four is really gonna grow and 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 prosper mm-hmm. and i see this in church work all the time i see the the ones that's the 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 with the hard soil where it just kind of it's just gone really quick and i see the ones that sprout up really quick and and they'll they'll come they'll get involved but then you never see them again for for years or whatever else like that so i see all these kinds of soil and and you don't beat yourself up about it because it's like hey you know it's different kind of soil but the one thing that knowing something about soil is and he doesn't come out and say this here but it's just a fact of nature is that all of these soils could be cultivated to become good soil right and so so with a little bit of work with a little bit of clearing out the thorns and pulling the rocks out i mean if you know anything about you know connecticut i was talking to some somebody the other day it's just like 
you know, because you walk through the woods and see see um, stone walls. And, you know, we were chatting. And I said, you know why there's so many stone walls in Connecticut? And the guy was talking. He said, well, it's pro- property lines. I said, well, it could be property lines. Said, but more often than not, it was actually more like the borders of fields. And as they're plowing, they hit a rock. They pull the rock out. They go over and they chuck it on the side. In Connecticut, it was just such rocky soil that they're just going there hitting rocks, chucking them off to the side, hitting a rock, chucking them off to the side, hitting a rock. And over the years, these rock walls built up. But what did that also mean? That meant that the soil is now more fertile than it was before. Because now we keep hitting rocks, we keep pulling the rocks out. And so that's how you know we can look at sharing our faith as well that maybe maybe you're not you know maybe you're not hitting the the good soil maybe it's rocky soil but maybe you can help pull a rock out you know and so maybe it's a little more fertile yeah. next time they hear it you know well so I, I was thinking like um the way i was looking at it is like uh so we have uh the nice person who went and uh, pulled donuts in our front front uh, lawn over at the church oh yeah and how you know i don't know much about that but what i do know is you have to till the dirt before you put the seed in so that the seed can get into the into the dirt, and uh, that's just was the only thing I was thinking about here was like because you I, I thought you were gonna go into tilling, but you went to the rocks. But the rocks is oh, well, one of the reasons you do till is to get a lot of the rocks out too. Right. But yeah, well, it's breaking up the fallow ground, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, there's a whole other side of things that you can go in with uh, with fallow ground and and um, you know with things like that. I mean, because even yeah, well, yeah, there's a whole because. Even you, you plow fields for um, enough times, and it will often create what's called a plow pan underneath. So you got a couple foot down of the soil, and then now you've created this hard, compacted soil from just the years of of plowing. And so there's a verse that um, I was just reading about breaking up the fallow ground and so what they would have is they'd have this thing called a plow share which is like a big long blade that would go down deeper than the plow pan and it would actually slice that up so oh. then you could plow it again and it would but it would break that up because you can imagine the roots can only go so deep yeah. in those uh in those contexts but well, but yeah i mean clearly this is all about you know preaching god's word and 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 god's word coming to people and um them uh, hearing it and and then you know i think it's it's good self-examination like what kind of soil is my heart you know yeah. i mean um is it uh is it good soil or, or there's some rocks in it there's some thorns there you know some birds picking it up it's a it's a good time to if, if you read this parable and you don't just read it on the surface take it literally as maybe many of the audience members there in jesus time did if you look at it and examine it and then examine yourself, what you would be looking for, at least in my mind, is uh, you know to, to springboard off of what you just said, Judah, is roots. How, how deep are my roots? How deep did yeah. my roots get? That's good. Uh, and, and, and because that's what you're talking about here with with uh, with a seed. And you made me think of it when that other tool you were talking about that digs it up even deeper. Uh, the deeper your roots are, the more firm you're going to be, the more solid your foundation is going right. to be. Yeah, and, and what what are your roots going into? You know, that's the thing. Are they going into God's word? Or are we trying to gain our nutrients from something else? You know. Yep, exactly. We yeah. end up being but, malnourished. Yeah. There's, there's a movie. Uh, uh, it's called Idiocracy, and it's a, it, if you first watch it, you think it's a really dumb movie, but there's a lot of political, pretty smart uh, stuff built into it. 
it's a dumb future. The president of the United States is a former professional wrestler mm. who comes out to his full wrestling attire and his whole thing whenever he gives a speech. That's like, probably it's not so far fetched. <laughs> <laughs> the way things are going now, I'm telling you. But go ahead, Ben. So like their, their version of Gatorade convinced the world that it's so much better than water that they should start watering their plants with it, mm. and in turn they kill all the plants off. Yeah. Because of the electrolytes and the salt and whatever else is in it, and and it's like. Yeah, it's like, what are you feeding yourself? Are you feeding yourself the water, the water of life? Or are you feeding yourself, I forget what they call it. I'll just call it, I'm sorry, I'm going to pick on Gatorade. Or are you just giving yourself nothing but Gatorade? Yeah. <laughs> Thinking that, that, yeah, you'll, it'll help you a little bit. And maybe like when you're out, like, you know, uh, playing, a, playing a sport of some kind, but, you know, like for your everyday life, it's like, you know, you need to have the water. Right. Well, you know what Judah just said? I, I like that, and I'm, my mind is running a little bit here and inside, and as you're talking too, Ben, I said about roots, and then Judah said, yeah, deep roots, but yeah. you know, where are those roots well, going? Yeah. Where are they rooted in? And so here it is, my commercial, the Bible. Right. Nutrients and nourishment for the soul and spirit. Yep. Right there. Dave, Dave is the only one who shows up with a physical book. Yeah, real Bible. Yeah, everybody else has their phone. But but the thing of it is, is it, you're exactly right because what does what does the Bible do? I mean, Scripture says the Word of God is full of living power, sharper than the sharpest knife, piercing the soul. You know, knowing how to divide and cut these things out. Again, removing the rocks. You know, in our life, because as we go through and we see ourselves reflected in these things, you know, or as you're going through and, and you're. Um, you're, you're being challenged. Oh, maybe my heart is hard. Maybe I have some uh, stony soil or maybe mine is the beaten down path where, you know, I just am not open to these things. Or maybe it's like, yeah, I, I kind of go in a certain direction. I'll read and pray for a little bit. But then then the cares of this life, the, st the thorns just begin to choke things out, you know. And how often do we find ourselves in these situations? And, um, you know, and, and it just kind of dawned on me as well. Because I said, you know, we can obviously, we can make the soil better. We can cultivate the soil. But the reverse is true as well, right? Like we could also let thorns grow and weeds yeah. grow. Like what, 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 is the, what is the job of a farmer is pulling weeds oftentimes, right. you know? Well, so. well that, that's why I thought about that when you said it. And I put the two together in my mind. I don't know why it came. And I, and I said, okay, because the, I think it was last week. Uh, and, and we weren't here, but I, you know, I had my little Bible with me when I was away, and I, and I'm re reading Luke, and and I started after I was done, you know, I went about my business, and I I was thinking about other things, and it was something, you know, wasn't right, I wasn't feeling. I said, oh, it, it, I don't know, some came into my mind, and and I'm thinking if I relate what you said, Judah, that. I had the wrong nutrients, the wrong nourishment that was going into my mind. I went, I went back to the Bible, and that's why I'm going to call this the, the nutrients right in here, the nourishment. Went back to this and started reading the Bible, reading some words. I actually went into Ecclesiastes. I went into some others. Just I just picked some books that I hadn't been in in a while, and and then I felt better. Yeah. And I, I said, okay. And and I didn't have that analogy that you just said. And now I'm thinking about it. So. You can have roots, but what are we letting? And I and I thought now that if I think back on it, I'm I'm thinking you know of situations in life, not just that time that I felt like that, but there's other times that I, I'm letting the world, what what is worldly, become my roots, hopefully temporarily, 
uh, in saying that that's not going to nourish my soul. That's not going to nourish my spirit. I need the nutrients of this Bible, and I need them to be there all the time. That's where I not only will get deep roots, but get roots that are nourished by the right nutrients. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes I think what we're feeding ourselves is... Junk food. Junk food. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. News and entertainment and video games and all these other things. You know, I mean, not, not that those things are inherently bad, but when that becomes your primary source of nutrients, it's like, no wonder we have stunted growth, spiritually speaking. Because what are we, are we allowing ourselves, like Ben said, to, to be fed by the living water, by the nutrients of God's word? Like you were bringing up, Dave, or do we just allow ourselves to just saturate in all this other stuff, social media? I mean, it's just like all of these things. I mean, I'm, I'm just as guilty of it as anybody. It, it's, it's so like, easy to get taken away sometimes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love reading the Bible, and, I, and it brings me back. But it's so easy. You start your day, and, and you're going along. And, and I try to remember. I mean, I'm praying. I'm talking to God as much as I can. But... You can get taken away, and, and all of a sudden I'm picturing, okay, here's my root. It's in the right soil. It's the nutrients from the Bible, and then all of a sudden you know, mm -hmm. the root goes this way here. I'm distracted by out here. Yeah, yeah. I, I admit it. I'm, I, I'm happy, though, that I have this to go back to all the time, but I want this to be primary all the time. Yeah, so I think the thing that we we can take credit for is helping to disperse the seed and helping to tend to the soil. What we don't have the ability to control is the growth and the rate of growth and the and the uh, um, what the the fruit that it produces. But we can in our own lives. We can work on the soil. We can make sure we have got nutrients. We can spread seed into other people's lives. But um, but whether it grows. You know, I mean, that, that's ultimately up to God, but, yeah, but we I, do our part, though. Because I, I was thinking about what you said in, in the ministry, how you've seen the different uh, seeds with yeah. people. And I, I thought, though, Judah, in, uh, and Ben, you might know, too, in organizations that I've belonged to, Toastmasters, this group, that group, the same thing happens. Sure. You, you, you get people that come in and they're all gung-ho and then... They, yep. they they fade away in all the other uh, analogies that you use as you were saying i go yeah i've seen that in 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 organizations that i belong to they have people are going to do this they're gonna, and, and yeah same thing oh just fall away and and, it, and it's uh it's sad but that's where you know when we talk about ministry or talking about sharing your faith or these things it's like we're uh we're, we're playing a long game here yep. we're, we're not we're not looking for short-term gains you know, we're a long-term investor. It's like, yep. uh, you know, it, it's like the the old the old saying: When's the best time to plant an apple tree? Ten well, years ago, or today? It's like one or the other, right? It's like if you did it ten years ago, well, great, you're eating apples now. Yeah. But if you didn't, now today is the second best time yeah. because you know, yeah. um, not doing it. And so this is where I think it comes down to, you know, with these things, it's like planting that, allowing these things to take root in, in our life, and and realizing that, hey, you know what? Not everybody grows at the same rate and the same pace, but, um, and this is where it comes down to discipleship too. Jesus says to go and make disciples, right? Not to make converts. And, and I think so many people, they just talk about like, oh, I'm just going to make converts. I'm just going to, you know, go out, stand on the street corner, hold the sciences, turn and burn. And, and if you ignore me, then, then whatever, you're just resisting the Holy Spirit. But the reality is, is that, hey, we're, we're called to be gardeners. You know, we're called to be out there 
tending to the soil, you know, uh, our own soil. Yeah. Other people's soil as much as we can too. So, and then and when you look at the garden, like that's how I, like, uh, I, I spent, uh, you know, yesterday I took the day off and I spent a good chunk of it working on the YouTube channel. Mm. And it's like, to me, that's like almost like my garden. I go out <laughs> there, I see how certain videos are growing and what I can do to help them grow a little bit better, get rid of some of the weeds, which is usually just the live streams because they clutter up the feed. You, you get this garden in the videos and, and, and hopefully somebody will pass it on to a friend who uh, maybe isn't into the word and they see it and they go and say, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then they go and they, what else is out there? And all of a sudden, like maybe they don't come to thrive, but they don't go to their, their local church or the church that their cousin goes to or whatever. And then, yeah. and that's what you hope for. You know, you hope that like, OK, if you're not going to stick around for our party, you go find your own party that you could be part of who, you know, and, and follow the uh, and, and follow um, Jesus. Well, because all we are is co-laborers, yeah. right? We're we're not trying to build us; we're trying to build the kingdom of God. And so, so yeah, yeah, it's a good good analogy, and and that's that's the seed. It's like getting it out there, spreading think, it out there. It, it, so, I think I I, I was uh, I uh, talking to somebody who uh, they work at a, a different church. Uh, they have a similar uh, some similar roles that I do, and I go and say, well, we both have the same EE, uh, the same CEO. We just have different branch managers. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is the head of the church, and, and it's yeah. it's it's hard for us, or it's important for us to always realize that, you know, that um. Well, technically, you'd be a district manager because we have multiple locations. I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> just some some dude that volunteered to talk now and then. So, well, let's go ahead and wrap up for now. We'll pick back up, uh, and and Luke as we continue through uh, this study, and I mean, there's just so much good. I mean, you know, it's, it's like the like an onion, like there's so many layers to it, especially the words of Jesus. And I, I love. Love reading the words of, of Jesus, and it's where uh, I, I love if, uh, you know, even when I was a kid, I loved getting the red letter Bibles, or oh, yeah, in, in my app, I got the, the red letter on, because it's like, it always just stands out. It's like, okay, like, these words are important. You know, not that, not that it's yeah. not all important, but it's, it's like... It's pre-highlighted. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and it looks really cool when you use the green highlight as Christmas yeah. colors. Yeah, Christmas, yeah, for Jesus, so... Anyhow, well, let, let, let's wrap up and we'll pick back up next week in Luke. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our discussion today on the Thriving in the Word podcast. We invite you to leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also consider sharing it on social media. We can't wait to be back together with you at the Thriving in the Word podcast.